All right, welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David. And today we're going to, um, I'm going to be uh, debunking some very, very dangerous teachings, um, some very new agey teachings. Um, why am I doing this? Because this stuff has infiltrated the charismatic, and this is stuff is just unhealthy, just plain dead wrong. So uh, stay tuned for this episode. You want to be a radical to Jesus? You want to use your voice for the glory of God? Well, then this is the show for you. I'm going to help you do just that. So welcome to the show. That's right. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching on any other platform, Facebook or Twitter. Uh, head on over to my YouTube channel, right? The link is wherever you're watching from. It's David C. McGuire, and click that subscribe button. Why should you do that? Well, because all great content is organized here. Sermons and the show episodes. And, hey, if I ever do a broadcast, it's not associated with this new one. Here it is. Also, hey, if this is a blessing to you, uh, would you please consider donating? Just giving a little bit, whatever amount. Three ways you can do that. In the video description, PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App, any amount would be greatly appreciated. Click that uh, thumbs up button. All right, I already said it, but I'll say it again. Hit that subscribe button. And that reminds me to say thank you to all the new subscribers on the YouTube channel. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate the support. Um, I'm honored and absolutely humbled. Okay, now, today, um, you know, what I'm doing here, let me just first off and say that I don't want to have to do this. I really, really don't. Um, I wish it didn't have to be done, but there's a, a couple reasons why, why this has to be done. Like you may say, well, hey, brother, isn't that calling out publicly? Isn't that shaming? Isn't that just not very Christian? Like, and I might agree with that, but these, well, a couple of different reasons, probably the most important thing is that these people say these things publicly on very big platforms, uh, that, that get thousands and thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of views, sometimes more. Uh, on this stuff, and so um, it has to be done. And also that most of these people uh, just refuse to contact me back when I do try to contact them. So if you're watching today, right, if you're Patricia King or uh, let's see what the other lady's name is, I can't remember, Donna Rigney, all right, or from uh, Sid Ross show, uh, not, I don't know if anybody will ever watch these things, but hey, contact me. All right, let's have a chat behind the scenes. Hey, let me give you a chance to hear your side of things. Not saying we will agree, but hey, let's have a chat behind the scenes, off camera, um, and then yeah, we can we could go from there. So there it is. There's my offer out there. So anytime I do these things, anytime I have to confront people publicly, then my heart is toward redemption. My heart is toward reconciliation, seeking understanding as the Bible tells us to do. Uh, so contact me behind the scenes. Hey, if you're one of the publishers of Destiny Image, because, you know, you publish these people's books, by the way, then contact me. I would love to talk to you behind the scenes. Um, would love it. So there it is. So, yeah, I don't really want to do this, but it has to be done. And you say, well, brother, maybe uh, it isn't biblical, but it is. See, Paul called out um, people publicly. He, he read his letters to uh, in the Bible. 
And there are times that he had to call people publicly. And also, um, these people, they, you know, they say that they have accountability. Unfortunately, the accountability looks like an echo. It, it is an echo chamber, and it's pretty much a round of everybody patting on each other's back and saying how awesome each other are. Pretty much it. Why? Because how would I know that? Why? Because there's no change coming from these people. It's the same old stuff that they've been preaching for years and teaching for years. Um, that you'll see that some of these videos I'm going to play uh, are very, very recent. And let me just tell you, this stuff is very dangerous. My heart is grieved at a lot of this stuff. And if you don't know my background, and uh, hopefully hopefully Wednesday I'll be able to give you my, my testimony. Again, but that's fine. I grew up in the New Age. So when I see New Age, I know what it looks like. All right. You know, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And that's exactly what this kind of stuff is. So these teachings on I could just take a trip to heaven anytime I want. You know what? That's stuff I learned about when I was a kid growing up in this type of stuff. My dad was a medium. OK, we held seances. OK, I, I remember hearing him talk about taking these trips, um, maybe a little bit different flavor. But you know what? Satan doesn't do anything original, just repackages new stuff. And this stuff is very, very dangerous, okay? This, do not listen to these people. They, they will get you in trouble. It will move you away from God because a lot of these people get revelation that they claim to be from Jesus, that they claim to be from God, that they claim to be from the Holy Spirit. But we know that the Bible warns against what? The angel, that Satan himself can appear as an angel of light. So before we start, uh, what one thing, how, how can we better equip ourselves to spot deception, to spot dangerous practices and false teaching when we see it? Get grounded in the Word of God for yourself. Know what the Word of God says. I mean, I was going to do a video um, about one person, but I decided to go with another one. They were describing uh, their supposed vision, for instance, of the gates of heaven, right? They they described it as iron rot, looking like iron rot gates. Well, what does the Bible say about ga the gates of heaven? And in the new Jerusalem, what does it say? They're made out of pearls. Like, don't ask me to describe how a pearl can be that big because the Bible actually gives dimensions for these things. But that's not what the person is describing. And they're believing with all of their being that this is what they saw. So, you, so let us be good students of the word so we can apply what the Bible tells us to do in First Thessalonians 5 to examine all things, right? To, to keep, hold on, to hold fast to what is good and to discard that which is evil all right that should be the hallmark of any christian by the way regardless if, if you're an active service or an active ministry that's the good hallmark and so today i'm going to die I, i've got uh, notes written up for this i got some scriptures to read to you because these people will, will misquote scriptures left right and center uh they won't even sometimes they won't give you the specific scripture but sometimes if they do it's not even there in the scriptures so this is not my my job is not simply just to call people out to call people out, but it's to help you It's to it's to equip you for the good works of Jesus. Because I'm telling you what, chasing after these kind of things, chasing after trips to heaven, open portals and open heavens, all these key buzzwords in the hyper charismatic crowd is not going to equip you for the good works of Jesus. It's just not going to do it. All right. Stop being seeker sensitive. If that's you stop, stop chasing after the next conference or the latest, greatest voice. All right. Chase after the voice of God. All right. And, and so that, and how can you know that, that it is the voice of God? If, if, if you're spoken to in some way, whatever that may look like, check your Bible, check your scriptures. All right. Let me tell you what, there is no revelation 
Let me say this again. There is no revelation that is ever going to go against scripture. Can there be revelation about certain things that are not written in scripture? I believe that absolutely. I, absolutely. I mean, heaven has such wondrous things that I can't even begin to comprehend heaven. All right, I'm sure there's wonderful things beyond imagination up there in heaven, right? But it's not going to contradict scripture. It's not going to take away from the glory of God ever. And this is what these people are doing. And they treat it with such flippancy. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now flippancy, right? Like zero humbling, zero awe, zero reverence for God. I mean, these are the same type of people that um, call the father daddy, you know, such an irreverent term for the father, right? I mean, Jesus himself prays, right? he says, he teaches like, this is how you, when you pray, pray like this, right? Our father who art in heaven, right? hallowed be your name uh most of us memorized it like that but it really means may may your name be made holy may we revere your name once again not this irreverent nonsense and rubbish that's currently out there so we're going to get into the first one today uh, just making sure i got the there we go patricia king all right she's talking about open portals now before i get to it, one more one more thing is all the links to these videos for you to watch for yourself, all right, are in the description. So I'm not going to play the whole video uh, of every one. One, we don't have the time to do that, um, and you'll get the gist of it. But if you want to watch the whole thing, you know what? They're there for you. It's transparent. Transparency. Make sure I'm not taking things out of context or, or just little clips. Uh, maybe they meant something else. Well, you know what? You, you can decide for yourself. But also, one more thing. If you have little children listening to this, please um, uh, listen to this some other time when they're not around because one of them, one, what they're about to hear from these people, right? Little kids, they, they just accept their face value what they hear. And I, and I don't want children uh, taking what they hear and thinking, Oh, I can do this too. I can take a trip to heaven anytime I want. Oh, there's, there's a, uh, there's circuses and amusement parks in heaven. Ooh, wee, you know, things like that. So there we go. With all that out of the way, finally going to get after 10 minutes into the episode, probably going to get in. So I'm going to bring up this Patricia King video on the screen for you. And oh, let me just, I just remember what I did wrong here. I forgot to click share system audio. Last time I did this, I didn't do that. And okay, there we go. Um, make sure I bring it up on your screen, not just my screen. Um, and let me go over here and we're going to listen to uh, Patricia King. Oh, let me give you background before this video starts. So she was talking about Jesus repenting, uh, not repenting. Yeah. Well, getting baptized. And then he had to go. The reason why he, he had to go in the water to get baptized, uh, was because, um, you know, do an identification of repentance for, for sins, thing like that. So that, so in case you're wondering, um, this is where I'm starting, I'm starting the video, um, a little bit into it, but that's what she was talking about was the moment of Jesus's baptism. Um, in the river Jordan by his cousin, John. Righteousness. Now what happened here was really significant. When he repented on behalf of mankind, it opened the heaven. Do you know that prior to that, the heavens were brassed over? They were brassed over because of sin, but Jesus opened the heavens. And in that, the spirit came down, descended upon him and the favor of God came upon him. Now, when you are in Christ, you live under the open heaven. You live under the open portals of God's glory when you are in Christ. Now, if you acknowledge that, if you believe that, you will start to see the 
favor of God and the power of the Spirit minister land on you. It's amazing. It's outstanding. You know, just get a hold of this within your heart. Just, just savor this because that focus on that truth will open the heaven for you. So what does an open heaven look like? If the heavens were open over your life, if glory was poured out upon you all the time, you would be able to have the ability through your faith to ascend and descend, to see the glory realm, and then to bring forth from that realm back down into the earth. Now, if you have never been to a glory school, I want to very much encourage you to buy the glory school, DVDs, CDs, flash drive, downloads, whatever, because the glory school teaches you through 16 plus lessons how to access those realms of glory, how to step into the supernatural, how to ascend into the third heaven, how to live under the open heaven on a perpetual basis. And so it'll give you in-depth teaching. But for now, I want to give you three keys. And the first one is repentance. When you repent from known sin, turning in the other direction, then God opens the heavens. Because when you repent, you are coming into line with what Jesus already did for you. Therefore, the open heaven that came over him will come over you. And the favor of God will come on your life. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The favor of God, the power of God will come upon you. Now, we see in Daniel 10 that Daniel was uh, repenting on behalf of Israel because they were in bondage because of their sin. So he fasted and prayed and confessed the sins of his people for 21 days without an answer from God. Finally, he gets the answer. Michael the archangel comes and he said, the reason why I couldn't come earlier was because there was, there was a resistance in the heaven with the prince of Persia, which was a principality over that region. The heavens had been brassed over. Why? Because Israel had sinned against God. But now we see Daniel repenting on behalf of the people. And therefore, Michael was able to get down because for 21 days, Daniel was confessing to the people and repenting on their behalf. So it opened the heavens and Michael the archangel was able to come down and give the message from God. Once you repent from your sins, you are aligning yourself. Divine order will release the divine glory. And so when you line up with God's word and turn away from your own ways, then you will be a receiver of the blessings that are poured out upon you and overtake you that happen when you have an open heaven over your life. Okay, so I'm going to stop the video there. Like I said, if you want to watch the rest of it for yourself, that's up to you. The link is there for you. Um, let me just go over. It's rich that she says, line yourself up with the Word of God because she has taken so many scriptures out of context. All right. Like I said, this starts, you know, she went and talked about the baptism of Jesus and all that. So she says here that it's because of sin that the heavens were brassed over like in this context by the way of of heavens as in heaven okay so it's rich that she says that scripture um you know line yourself up with the word of god yet what does the word of god actually has have to say about this right because it's nice to hear these terms and and this is a common practice in this crowd is to take scriptures out of context right no context to them whatsoever you know, a lot of times uh, the unhealthy practice is to take a small snippet of the scripture. No different than the New Agers do, by the way. So am I comparing these people and Patricia King to New Age practices? Yes, I absolutely, unequivocally, unashamedly am. Um, but what she says, because uh, by the way, when, when, when I watch these videos and these people say something about scripture, I, I pause the video and I look it up. Uh, so what does the actual scripture say? You know, she, this is taken from Deuteronomy. Uh, chapter 28, verses 22 through 24. It actually says here, um, so let me pause and say, give you context, right? Uh, this is Moses at the end of his life, right? He, he's just finished telling them, like, if you obey God, then all these blessings will be poured out to you, all right? However, now he's getting to the point. Now, if you disobey God, this is what's going to happen to you. And he says, the Lord will strike you with a wasting disease, with a fever, with an inflammation and with an extreme heat with a sword, with blight, and with mildew, and they shall pursue you until you perish. The heavens which are over your head will be bronze or brassed over, uh, depending on your translation, but same thing. And the, and the earth that is under you will be iron. The Lord will make the rain of your land powder and dust. It will come from heaven down on you until you are destroyed. 
So what is the context of the heavens being grassed over? What is this whole heavens thing, right? Because they think, oh, the heavens are open. That must be talking about heaven. No, it's not. All right, it's talking about the sky, right? And remember, Israel was an agrarian culture, right? Which means it was all about the crops and farming and planting, um, things like that, you know, re sowing and reaping. Um, and so here, Lord is telling them like, no, you don't understand. The heavens over your head, they're going to be closed up. The rain isn't going to come forth. Right. In fact, I'm going to because of that, the ground beneath you um, is going uh, is going to um, trying to get back to it. Yeah. What's your over here? And the earth that is under you will be iron. Why? Have you ever been to an area where it hasn't rained or, or there is no moisture? Like I have a backyard here in Corpus Christi, Texas. Well, I have a yard um, and I didn't know quite know how to water this clay stuff. But let me tell you what. When that, when that clay is not wet, when it's all dried out, it is extremely difficult to dig up. Very, very difficult. And so this is what this is talking about. Okay, you're not going to have any crops, right? You, you read things like blight and mildew is very bad for, for crops. And so this is what the scriptures are actually talking about. Not anything about some mystical open heaven experience. Not it's it's not there at all. And then she uh so so please, people out there, let me tell you what, if it only applies to Israel, stop trying to make it for us today. All right, we are not an agrarian society, the church is not an agrarian culture, we're not all farmers, right? Um that, that's not how we how we live. Uh let's see. Oh, she talked about uh, so yeah, so normally heaven, not all the time, obviously. But a lot of times when you read this in the Bible, it's either you say the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, right? It's not angels from heaven singing. It's talking about the stars and, and, and the moon and the sun. Or, or the heavens also means the sky and the clouds, for instance, right? And then she talks about, and we'll get into this more, ascending and descending, right? She, she's saying that you can be taught how to do this strictly new age. You cannot be taught, all right? Anything new, new age, I'll tell you this right now off the bat. Things new age are always initiated by by us, right? Never by God. That's that's the way the new age, like uh, astral protection, right? That's a real thing, but it's always initiated by us. Not saying it's a godly thing. Just just saying. Um, same thing with with ascending and descending into the heavens and through the heavenly realms, right? In the new age, you can actually be taught to do that. In the Bible, you will never see that taught. Nowhere in Scripture is that taught. We'll get into it when we go into other videos, but. She mentioned Daniel's prayer, right? That because of him repenting on behalf of Israel, now the heavens were opened up. Well, what does that actually say? Right? I, right? What is what did the scripture actually say from Daniel chapter 10, verse 12? Then he said to me, Do not be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand this and to humble yourself before God, before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your word. So it says nothing in there about that. Some heavens bring brass over. Yes, we know in this in the Bible, right? Messenger's going to come to him, right? Michael shows up, bing, bang, boom, uh, takes care of the uh, the uh, prince of Persia, right? A demonic entity, uh, probably a principality, I would guess. But it has nothing to do with sin preventing that from happening. That that somewhere before that um, that. God was up there and he wasn't hearing and he wasn't going to answer until this repentance happened. Um, it just doesn't say that. 
Now, is that applicable in a way that unless we repent um, for sin and we, and we keep in that sin and we don't repent, that God is not going to hear us? Yeah, especially unforgiveness because the Bible tells us that. But not in this, not, not in the way she's trying to make it seem. It's just not there. It says here that Daniel's prayers were heard from the very first day he started praying. When he was repenting and pouring out his prayers and doing this fasting and such. From the very first day, nothing to do that, oh, okay, well, maybe God's up there. Daniel, I'm not sure you repented enough. Well, let's wait a little bit. All right. Um, and then she mentioned about the, the glory school. Don't do it. She mentioned about, a, or she mentions later on, remember she just did here, meditation CD. And I actually uh, looked this thing up on, on the internet, uh, on the interwebs. Um, uh, I got to listen to some of it. I think it was on iHeartRadio. Um, and she goes into all sorts of wacky stuff on there. Talks about glory dust and something about that Adam himself was clothed in glory. Right? This is dangerous stuff, folks. This is no, you know, I'm just going to say this is no different than what Kenneth Copeland teaches about the little gods and other people teach about this whole little gods thing. Like, like Adam was just like God. No, Adam was not clothed in glory. All right. That, that is God and God alone. Um, so this is very dangerous stuff. And I, and I hope you, you see where I'm coming from on this. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring up the, uh, let's see. Ah, so the next one we're going to address is Donna Rig Rigney. I think that's how you pronounce it. Let me see. Don yeah. Donna Rigney. And she supposedly, um, supposedly the Holy Spirit gave her an aerial tour of heaven. Who knew? Who knew that was even possible? And I'm really trying not to be mocking in my tone, but this stuff is just so out there, so far out there. So let me go to, where is it here? And give me a second. Ah, there it is. So we're going to bring, uh, let's see if I can close that one out. We're going to bring this one up on the screen for you. And this is uh, Donna Rigney, supposedly, hey, she can go to heaven all the time. So let's listen to what she has to say. My name is Donna Rigney, and frequently the Holy Spirit comes to me and brings me into the spirit realm, sometimes to heaven. Other times he brings me to a place called the Mountain of Intimacy, where I sit with Jesus and sometimes with the Father. And it's a, there's a seat there that overlooks the whole world. And they will frequently talk to me about things that are going on in the world, and even a lot of things that will be coming down the road. Uh, today I'm going to share uh, some of this that has shown me uh, that is coming to the world, and it's good. Uh, on this specific time that I went with the Lord, I was alone in my prayer room, sitting, praying like I do every day, just quietly before Him. Sometimes I'm just there a few minutes, and the glory of God comes on me, and the Lord meets with me, and off we go into the Spirit. But other times it takes an hour or two. It depends on how many distractions I have going on in my mind that keep me from entering into that Spirit realm and leaving the natural realm. And so this particular day, it was a little bit time had gone by, all of a sudden, Jesus was there before me and invited me to come with him into the spirit. So I went with him and I found myself at the throne room with the father and sitting between the father and Jesus. And as we sat and talked together, he told me, he said, I've got many more things that I'm showing you uh, here in heaven and on the earth. And I want you to be free to share those things with my children. I want my children to know what goes on here in heaven. And I want them to know what's on my heart, what I think and what I feel and what I'm planning on doing. So he told me, he said, feel free to share everything I show you with my children. And so I, I felt a relief because sometimes, you know, you wonder, does God want me to reveal everything that I'm hearing? And he just set me free and let me know, yes, I want my children to know who I am so they will love me more and how much love I have in my heart for them so they will understand their love. For. So as we were talking, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit appeared. And in the past, the Holy Spirit has appeared as a wolf, this enormous white eagle. All right, let me, uh, let me uh, pause the video for a second and just uh, some couple things that she, she talked about. Well, let me just say that it's grievous to me to hear her talk so flippantly about this. 
that 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 grieves me right there, boy. Just just like it's an everyday experience and it's normal. There's no weight to it, right? Hmm. So so she talks about basically, you know, depending on you know her distractions, she may have may take thirty minutes, may take two hours, but she's getting to heaven. Amen. Woo! All right, that that's sarcastic. Let me let me let me let me tell you why this grieves me right here. All right. Let me, let me tell you why. Because because she spirit took me up. She, she goes to the throne room, right? Got speaking to her and having this casual conversation back and forth. Let me tell you what this actually would look like in the Bible. Because anytime that people were, were had some either trip to heaven or or a revelation of God, something like that was literally life-changing like they were literally undone for a long time she also made the point that you know what god just told her to share everything well let's see how this actually played out in the bible right because i believe that a lot of these people like i don't know i'm not going to review every single video out there um i don't have the time i don't really want to um but this this is paul writing about himself in the third person listen to what paul says in second corinthians chapter two Starting in verse 1. Doubtless it is not profitable for me to boast. So I will move on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man. Well, first of all, Paul is saying he doesn't want to boast. What is this lady doing? What is Patricia King? What are these other people who do this type of stuff doing? They're boasting, right? They love to put it out. They love to brag all the trips they went on, all the revelation. Brag, brag, brag. Boasting, boasting, boasting. But this is Paul. Humble as you can get. And he's going to get even humbler than this. Um, you, you think writing right about himself in the third person, but let's read. Uh, I knew a man in Christ over 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. Such a one was caught up in the third heaven. And I knew uh, that such a man, body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. Was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words not permitted for a man to say. Yet we got these people always putting this stuff out there. Who knows why exactly? Maybe it's because they, they it gets the viewers in. Maybe they're actually believing this stuff and they're so severely deceived. I don't know. Uh, was caught up into paradise. Okay, of such a person I will boast. Yet of myself I will not boast except in my weaknesses. For if I desire to boast, I will not be a fool. For I will be speaking the truth. But now I resist, lest anyone should think of me above that which he sees me to be or hears from me. So Paul doesn't want anybody to think highly of him. What do these people do? The exact opposite. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me, lest I be exalted above measure. Check that out. Look, th th this is how people lived with this type of stuff. L let me give you some some other pointers and if you can read more more about this stuff in this book right here playing with holy fire dr michael brown and i suggest everybody read that all right and um i'm actually taking a lot um, of the scriptures and points from that book i'm not gonna lie but i'm gonna give them credit where it's due so anyway ezekiel let, let's let's look at some people in the bible who had these types of experiences so we have ezekiel right so Ezekiel 3, 14 through 15, he had just come back from this crazy experience of God speaking to him, God showing, showing him these things. He's seeing these crazy looking creatures. It says here, so the spirit lifted me up and took me away, right? Like this lady is claiming. And I went in bitterness 
in the heat of my spirit, and the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Then I came to the captives at Tel Aviv, who lived by the river Kabar, and I sat there where they sat seven days, causing consternation among them. Seven days he was just silent, completely messed up from his experience. But you say, well, brother, that must come on. That's just one example. Okay, how about Brother Isaiah, right? All of a sudden, boom, seraphim, right? All of a sudden, the throne room of God, right? So what does Isaiah do? It says here in Isaiah 6, 5, And I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I'm telling you what, if I ever, and I have not, but if I ever came on some, I don't know, some sort of experience like that, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably fall down grieved, crying, weeping. I certainly wouldn't be snuggling up and having a, converse, having a casual conversation. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that like from pride. I'm just, look, like we all have stuff in us that ain't okay, right? It's called we're being sanctified. I don't know if I ever want to be in that presence like that because, man. Right, Paul was given a thorn in his side. It says here, Jacob himself walked with a limp after his encounter with the Lord. Right, Genesis 32, 22 to 32. Job for revelation of who the Lord is and was. Like, he had a revelation, right? And what happened? What, what did Job do? Right, he, he humbled to the dust, putting his hand over his mouth. Right, in Job 44. So 40 verse 4. What about the New Testament? Let's get some more in there. So after Peter and the miraculous catching the boat by the command of Jesus, right? You remember that? You know, Jesus caught his casher and then over to the to the other side of the boat. He did, caught a whole boatload of fish, right? He said, well, what, what happened when Simon saw this, right? He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And these are just some examples, by the way, that I've brought up. And this irreverence kills me. We're going to listen to a little bit more. And so when I see the white eagle, I know it's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to take me for a ride. So in the Spirit, you can do many things that you can't do in the natural. And so this was wonderful. So the Holy Spirit came before the, the throne. And I said goodbye to Father and Jesus. And I, I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, okay, is my visit over? Are you bringing me back to the earth? And he said, no. He said, I'm going to take you on an aerial tour of heaven. I was like, whoa, this is great. <laughs> so I climbed on the back of the Holy Spirit and I just put my face down in his feathers on his back uh, and just let the love that's in the Holy Spirit just pour into me. Uh, and during these encounters that I have, I can actually feel uh, the love as if I was there in heaven physically. I can feel that love. Uh, I can smell smells uh, that are there uh, and I can feel things. So I could actually feel the softness of these wonderful white feathers that I was burying my face in. Uh, so uh, he said, hold on tight. <laughs> and so off the Holy Spirit flew, this white eagle flew. And he began bringing me over many places in heaven that I had visited uh, previously. Uh, there was a one place in heaven uh, that I loved, and this is an, a beautiful amusement park that God has created for his children in heaven, and children of all ages. Uh, you, know, you know, he loves the little children, but he loves his big children too. He loves the teenagers, and he loves middle age. He loves us older folks. He just loves all of his children. And so he has created wonderful things in heaven for all of us 
to enjoy. That's his heart. Uh, one day I was uh, in this beautiful ballroom uh, with Jesus, and I asked Jesus, what, what are you guys having this party? It was a tremendous party, a wonderful ball going on, and food, it was, it was just lavish. And I asked him, I said, what is the special occasion? I said, oh, Father just does this periodically because he wants his children to enjoy themselves. He, he just does, doesn't want anyone to be bored in heaven. He said, we're never bored here. And so this is what I was seeing when I revisited in this aerial view, uh, the amusement park in heaven. It's All right, I'm gonna say enough of that one. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it, this is grievous. This shouldn't be talked about in such a flippant way. You know, Jesus, like I said earlier, taught us how to pray. Jesus modeled prayer for us. We, we hear his prayers in, in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, um, especially in the book of John, pouring his heart out, right? He's never flippant with his father. He's not like, oh, you know, hey, dad, I really don't want to do this, but, you know, if you really want me to. But that's the way this person is doing it. This is what I mean. I mean, this is making a mockery of God. This is making a, a mockery of the of, of the Bible. This is making a mockery of Jesus. This is making a mockery of, of revelations if they were true. That that sh should put such a weight to them that, that that we cannot but talk about them. If we do, if we if we even should, and I don't believe that we should most of the time, the vast majority of the time, that we can barely get the word out. But this lady's treating it like it's a school trip. You know, it's like she's treating it like she went to six flags. I mean, there's nothing comparable to God. I don't I don't know what the actual trip to heaven would be like, but I can tell you this ain't it. That this lady is so severely deceived, and you may have heard videos and teachings by Kat Kerr and same level of deception. This is insane. No, you cannot take trips to heaven anytime you want. All right? Anytime in Scripture, anywhere recorded. So if you say, well, brother, not everything's recorded in Scripture. I know. But multiple trips like this, which I read to you just earlier, are recorded in Scriptures for us to hear about. And the point being is that they were always initiated by God. Nothing on our part. We, we can't pray enough. We can't repent enough to, to, to make it possible for us to just go up and down every time we pray. Look, I, I don't know what revelation this lady is getting, but it ain't from God. I don't know what God she's talking about, but it ain't the God or the Jesus or the Father of the Bible or the Holy Spirit of the Bible. I'll tell you that much right now. I, I don't know what she's going through, but this is grand and epic levels of deception. And we can't play around with this, people. Right? We we cannot play around with this stuff. Um, it, This is insane. Um, I, I read, uh, you think, well, we're in the new and better covenant. No, just because we're in the new and better covenant doesn't make it easier, right? Go to the book of Hebrews for yourself, all right? Go read chapter 12, right? It mentions about this new, but it mentions in that very same section of Hebrews chapter 12 that God is a consuming fire, that we are to, to treat God himself, Right? With God fear, reverence and godly fear, it says in the Bible. These people aren't doing that. They 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 God is their sugar daddy, God is their buzz buddy, they're clinking coffee cups, they're fishing, they're fishing buddies. You know, they go on road trips together, apparently. Well, heaven trips together. This is not this is not how we're supposed to treat God. How do I know it? Because Jesus modeled himself. Jesus modeled this for us, and he was never flipping about it. Right? Himself, God in the flesh, talking to God the Father. God, his own Father, was always reverent. Anywhere you see this recorded in Scripture, it was always reverent. 
Yes, I know not everything is recorded in scripture that Jesus did, but I guarantee it ain't going to go against this reverence that, that is taught and commanded to us in the Bible. This is dangerous things, and we're going to get into the... Now I'm going to bring up the, the last one, uh, which is even probably more, even the most dangerous now. The most dangerous of all of them. This is where she is talking about, same lady, Donna Rigsby, talking about supposedly God told her and gave her the secret to commanding angels. Let me tell you what. This is my view, and I think it's a healthy view to take. Anytime you see the word secret mentioned, run away from it. The secret to this, the secret to that. All right, one, I think that's Gnosticism. Though I haven't studied Gnosticism in full effect. I'm just going to come from my perspective, what I know, which is new age and new agey stuff. Always thinking about the newest knowledge, right? That's that's why, for instance, um, um, mediums like my dad were are so popular. Hey, what can you tell me? What's next? What's this? I need that that knowledge that coming by this type of stuff. The Bible strictly forbids. Mind you, I, I believe in the charismatic, okay? I believe in the continuation of, of the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah, I believe that, that if God really wants to, he can take somebody to heaven anytime he wants. Okay, I'm, I'm on board with that. But, I, I, but I'm not a, ever, and I, I, don't, I don't ever want to be on board ever with treating this stuff so casually, so irreverently. Where is the fear of the Lord these days? All right, let's, let's listen to this. I have it already queued up to go. All right, so she's going to talk about supposedly the secret to commanding angels. Heart of God. When I'm in my prayer room, when I'm alone with the Lord, he frequently brings me in the spirit to heaven or to other places in the spirit. And he takes me there. He often teaches me things that he then tells me, I want you to share these nuggets of gold, these revelations, these encounters that we've had with my children so they can partake of the nourishment that's in these nuggets. They can partake of my love and they can know far better who I am so they'll fall more in love with me. So this particular day, I was in the spirit, uh, in my prayer room, just alone with the Lord with my worship music. I, I wear my uh, little iPhones with my iPad and just listening to the music and worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, Jesus appeared to me and he came to me in the spirit on his white horse. I quickly joined him. I got on the back of the white horse. And as we were driving, as we were riding along on the white horse, I saw that Jesus was all in white. Right. Notice how flippant she is about all of this. Right. What I read to you from the Bible, people came in contact with this type of stuff. If they, they actually saw the Lord for real, for real, they didn't treat it. They weren't just like, oh, okay, Lord, I'm going to, no. Look at the, remember the reactions. Woe unto me, I'm a sinner. Woe, I'm a man of unclean lips. Where is that? And I was all in white on this horse. And we were literally, it felt like we were floating on a cloud. It wasn't bumpy riding. And we came to this beautiful mountain, which I've come to know as the mountain of glory in heaven. And we went up the mountain of glory, past this, on the side of the mountain, on the, my right-hand side, is a beautiful, beautiful garden. We went past the garden, high, high, and up the mountain. And the Lord said to me, I'm going to take you someplace today that I've not taken to you before. You've not seen this place in the past. I have seen the garden of glory. I have seen part of the mountain, but I never went past this height in the mountain where the garden is. But on this particular day, the Lord took me on his horse, past the, the garden, high, high into the mountain. And as we went up the mountain, I began to see angels, huge, huge battalions of angels, all lined up. And they were lined up in rank. And I, I really have learned from my previous visits to heaven that I've got to open my spiritual eyes in order to see all that the Lord wants to show me. I've seen in the past where I've gone to a particular place and seen what I saw. And then when I go back, I see things clearer. I see things that I didn't notice before. And the Lord has explained to me, it's my level of faith, that he can show me what my level of faith allows him to show me. I'm giving you that as a little nugget for you. 
let your faith arise when you're with the Lord and when you're in His presence, that you believe that He's going to show you wonderful things and open your spiritual eyes just like Jeremiah had to when the Lord appeared to Jeremiah. He said to him, what do you see? And Jeremiah looked and explained what he, he had to open his spiritual eyes and look. And this is what the Lord has taught me. Open your spiritual eyes with faith, expect it that I'm going to show you things. So I've learned to look around when I'm on my visitations and to take in as much as I can so that when I get back into the natural realm, I can recall what I saw and I can share more precisely the things and the details. So I was looking with those. Okay, let me just pause and uh, just dig into some stuff. Um, so she talks about, one hour talked about the casual. So supposedly something about opening spiritual eyes in heaven. Look. From what I read in scripture, right, perfect understanding, um, you know, it had nothing to do with eyesight, all right? Yeah, we, well, let me backtrack about the perfect understanding part. And one day when we get to heaven, that'll happen. But um, we know from John, he would ask questions, right? There's nothing, well, John, you got to look with those spiritual eyes of yours. No, he, he would ask questions. Yes, what does this mean? What does that mean? Daniel would do the same thing with these visions, whatever else. I, I But it had nothing to do. Because the scripture she uses out of Jeremiah chapter 1 doesn't allude to this at all. This says nothing about spiritual eyes. It says, Jeremiah 1, 11 through 14, it says, Moreover, the world, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. Nothing about, hey, you've opened your spiritual eyes well. For I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot and it's facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, out of the north calamity will break forth and all the inhabitants of the land. Nothing there about spiritual eyes or Jeremiah opening spiritual eyes to see. Just says what happened. As written. That's it. All right, let's um, continue on to the uh, other part of it big wide eyes of faith open and I just kept looking at the angels and I saw uh, some angels were dressed uh, like militant uh, they had a gold sash around their waist and they had a long sword beside on their side and they were big and they were tall enormous and these angels had wings there were other angels that weren't as tall weren't as big but they were dressed uh, a, a little bit different they had a gold band around their head and they were dressed in white garments but a little bit snugger and so as we went up the hill, up the mountain, I saw more and more and more battalions of angels. And as we rode, the Lord said to me, I want you to command my angels now. I want you to command my angels. He said, I'm giving you governmental authority to tell my angels what I want them to do. And that was the key, what Jesus wanted them to do. So I began saying, in the name of Jesus, angels, go forth, heal the sick, bring body pots from that body pot room in heaven, bring them to people that need body pots. I began telling angels, angels, bring truth to people that are believing lies. Take truth from heaven and bring it now to people that are being deceived. Angels, go forth now and set the captives free. I began telling the angels, those that are caught and trapped in bondages of addiction, that are trapped in the grip of sin, angels, go and set the captives free. I did this as many things I could think of. I began commanding the angels to go do those things, to perform those things that I knew God wanted us to receive here on the earth. He was giving me a key, how we could live more victoriously, how we can partner with the angels. And then he showed me uh, the key, why I was dressed in white, why he was dressed in white, uh, the significance. Everything in these visitations I've learned is significant. And God is speaking even through the colors, uh, through the things that are going on. God is speaking through these different things. And All right. So I'm going to stop it there. Like I said, if you would like to watch the rest of it, the link is there for you to do it. But <clears throat> so what she's doing is making herself equal to God. You're like, nah, but she can command angels, right? Because only the Lord commands angels. Nowhere ever in Scripture. Is it ever recorded of anybody 
commanding angels. All right, nowhere did Jesus teach commanding angels. Nowhere did Paul teach commanding angels. Nowhere did Peter teach commanding angels. And some of them had encounters with angels, by the way. Uh, nowhere, uh, John doesn't talk about it. James doesn't talk about it. Nowhere. See, we got to be careful with this new supposed revelation. Because it's got to line up with scripture. It's not going to contradict. So she talks about these angels, right? Angels going, doing this, setting captives free. Well, one, that's the job of God and God Almighty. The angels don't do that. But let's see what, let, let's get a basic understanding what the Bible actually calls angels. Now, I'm not going to say whether or not there are more creatures than just regular angels because we, hey, there's seraphim, there's these ophanim, there's all these funky looking creatures. But what does the Bible say about angels specifically? Because I'm not going to say whether seraphim are considered angels or not. You know, God is a creator. I'll leave that up to him. But it says here in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, to which of the angels did he say at any time, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits? Catch that. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to minister to those who will inherit salvation? It's their job, right? Ministering spirits. But she talks about commanding them. So what actually happens What's our relationship then with these angels? Like, are, are they our best buddies? Uh, are we? Do we have this governmental authority she pulled out of somewhere? No, what is it? Well, John, right? He had a tour guide in his uh, during his revelation. What 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 did John try to say? Um, so, what is this relationship between angels and human beings? Well, I'm glad you asked because the Bible tells me so. <laughs> it says in Revelation. Chapter 22, verses 8 through 9. I, John, am he who saw and heard these things. When I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things. So John is worshiping him. Got it? But he said to me, see that you do not. For why? For I am your fellow servant and of your brothers, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of the book, of this book. Worship God. So, no, there are no scripture that says we can command angels. All right, this angel, right? And we know the Bible says we were created a little lower than the angels, right? We know that they have a, they, they do things in spiritual form. They can come in a physical form as recorded in the Bible. But yet after all that, what are they? It says right here, they are our fellow servants and our, and of our, of the brothers, the prophets and of those who, Keep the words of God. So they are our fellow servants. They are our co-laborers, right? No, that's not some secret or, or mysterious thing. Oh, we can somehow partner with them and whatever else is taught out there about these things. No, it's just, that's what they are. Basically, these angels consider themselves on equal ground with us before the almighty God. Fellow ministers. Uh, um, let's see. Yes, she talks about the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> supposedly taking a flight on his back. Let me tell you what. Jesus told us that he must ascend, right? This must happen. He must ascend so that the Holy Spirit would be sent. 
And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead us in what? All truth. We, we know, um, I can't remember the exact scripture, but basically the Holy Spirit is our instructor. He's our primary instructor. I think that's in 1 John. Um, so basically the Holy Spirit is never, ever, ever going to contradict scripture. He's going to lead us in all truth, right? Found in the scriptures, found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm warning, so I'm I'm saying these things because it is very easy to, to, to start seeking after revelation. If so and so can do it, or we get excited about these type of things. And what we should be getting excited about, we should be getting excited about is Jesus and doing the work for Jesus until our day is done. And if if God so wants to give us revelation or bring us up to heaven whatever that may be, then praise him for it. Praise him for it. But that's not our focus. The initiator is always God. The initiator should never be a person. This is dangerous, dangerous stuff. As you can tell by what I've, why, by what you've listened to on this episode, you can tell how dangerously deceived and many people are falling under the same deception, deception Stuff that was warned about in the Bible that would happen, being deceived, going after um, foolish myths and such. We we were warned about this, and it with the advent of social media, it's not going to get any better. So what you need to do is study the Bible for yourself. You need to get in with a solid body of believers, so a local church, right? And when you hear stuff like this, or you may hear something else, and you're like, I'm not sure, maybe you could bring that before them, right? Iron sharpens iron. You can have these discussions. You should be able to find a healthy body of local body believers that you can do that with. Like, if you're in the Corpus Christi, Texas area, you can come on over here to this house church if you would like. But uh, that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end this episode now and um, I'm gonna say, hey, thank you for watching. Click that thumbs up button if you haven't subscribed to the channel. Head on over, subscribe to it. Uh, hey, and for any, um, hey, Patricia King is listening or Donna Rigsby or somebody from, from Sid Roth is, is listening, hey, reach out to me. My email contact is in the about section of my YouTube channel or uh, on on my Facebook pages. Reach out to me. I, I'm opening the, I'm leaving the door open to have a dialogue, right, behind the scenes. Be willing to give me your your version of things, all right? Um, so, yeah, so thanks for watching. Be blessed. I uh, got a wonderful, wonderful interview scheduled for you tomorrow. Um, gonna ha had a wonderful conversation with a fellow brother uh, in Christ who is a Christian counselor. We're going to talk about having a great conversation about Christian mental health and more. So, hey, if you're a church leader, this episode is going to be for you as well, all right? With that, I'm out for today. Be blessed.